Mola and Dr. Drew. Yes, indeed, indeed. And turn my headphones up. You all right there, Drew? Mike, there we go. Hey, hey well, you know. You weren't here for a couple of days, and Mike forgot. How was last night? Phone number was fine. Phone number for. Oh, uh, I heard. All right, hold on. Phone number for Loveline one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Ace Rockola. That is Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew is a board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. He's uh, fresh off the Concord, back from New York. The limo just dropped him off in front of the Loveline studio. And uh, it looks, uh, looks like fried hell. Yeah, thank you. Last night, Bad Religion was in here. and uh, I heard they were good. Had a good time with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut up. True, we did not miss you one iota. I had not arrived, set foot in the studio four seconds before I heard an earful. From who? I don't want to uh, disparage uh, someone from, Someone from your camp. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, they're trying to make you feel good, mm-hmm. like we needed you. Yeah. Is that what happened? No. I didn't even know you were gone last night. It was about an hour and a half into the show. I looked to my left. I didn't see you there. And I thought, oh, maybe he's getting some coffee or something. <laughs> and then I I found out at the end of the show that you hadn't been there the entire show. That's got to be a weird feeling. We did not miss a beat. It was fine. And how was last night's show? It was good. Oh, hell Who you? told you that we missed oh, you? Oh, forget you. <laughs> <laughs> was it Ann? No, it's going to hell. Who told you? Nobody. Mike? No. Lisa? It sounded like something good, worthwhile rasp you about all right nobody well, told I, you i wanted to start, start off with that before i had to hear about how great it was no it, it listen drew I, I gotta be honest with you i missed you i missed you less when you weren't here at all i didn't like talking to you over the phone oh really hey I, I, I need to look at you yeah, i need to be different. able to threaten you right in person right right it's a little different yeah i mean what kind of threat is uh i'm gonna get on a plane i'm gonna fly out to new york and kick your ass <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah it's no good all right, so Stabbing Westward is our guest tonight. Scott Weiland, who was going to be our guest tomorrow night, is not going to be in. Scott Weiland was supposed to do this show maybe four or five times. He's having a little difficulty, I could I could imagine. Drew, would you think so? I would think so. Right. So he'll not be in here tomorrow night, but uh, Stabbing Westward will be in here tonight. And I think Stabbing Westward was in here... A year and was two it, months ago? That long ago? Was it a long time ago? Shall I look it up? Yeah, look it up. All right. Oh, you want to take a guess? Want to take a guess, Drew? Eight months. Eight months? Max. Really? How do you, you know? You, that you don't know. You don't even know Stabbing Westward. Because they feel so familiar with... Uh, I know the guys. I saw the guys, yeah, and it felt familiar. Yeah, I was like, were they here like three times in a row and they, then gone for a year or something? No, they weren't on the TV show. I know that. They weren't? No. They were just on the radio show, and I think it's been over a year. You go under a year? Uh, either that or like three or four times in a row quickly. All right, you, are you going under a year? Under a year. Or, all right, I'm going over. You want to, You want a buck? No. Huh? I want, I want Come on. Go, I want you want to go home college. already? Yes, I do. Uh-oh. I'm in t- New York time still. All right. Drew, don't start complaining. I had, a very successful, hey, listen, I had a very successful project. This Good. Week. You made some money. Great. No, Everyone's it was excited. Really, no, it was a really cool thing. We had they got, they got an amazing group of people together and had a big symposium on depression and how it affects relationships and things. It was really... I, I was... Go to hell. You're just looking at me like, uh, whatever I'm, I'm I, saying, you're going to... I gonna just heard Symposium on Depression, and it just sounded like a real downer. It, well, it was kind of a downer, but it was moving, and so what the hell. Okay. You had the folks from uh, 90210 Party there? Party of Five. Party of Five. The ones we haven't heard of. We had Kirsten and Charlie. <laughs> don't don't know that. Oh, is Kirsten the blonde? Mm, kind of long, brownish blonde hair. His girlfriend? Yes. Charlie's yeah. girlfriend? Yes, yeah. Oh. oh, no, no, not the stripper. Not the wife. The one that was depressed that used to be his girlfriend. Is Charlie the oldest brother? Yeah. 
He's not the uh, uncle who cleans he's up the one on my three. Cancer, right? Correct. Yeah, I thought it was Uncle but Charlie he's, he's from now my three. He now has a girlfriend that's blonde, right? He had a good-looking girlfriend who I really liked okay, that's for, the one. for many seasons. That's the one. Oh, that's the one. What's oh. she like? Very nice. She, nice. Br she bring me up at all? Yes, yes. That pause meant yes. No. I, I brought you up a couple times, and right. I, I received right. a pretty sort of. Uh, right. Does you have a partner? All right. Let me, let me, even even we we did uh. a, we did a media. She and I did a circuit around the country today from a satellite mm -hmm. booth, and uh, other people brought you up. Mm -hmm. Other people are interviewing us, mm -hmm. and she, uh, she seemed didn't. quite confused. Yeah, I think she's pretty bitter. I must have shunned her at a party. Okay. Mm -hmm. got the date. What is the date? It was August of '96. Oh, oh it's been a long really? time. No way. Yes, yeah. way. I knew it felt and like and a half. long time. Right, that's about a year and a half. Just Even more. It's half. almost two years. Yeah. yeah. I know these guys yeah. hadn't been here for a while. Good. They must have been on TV. Well, we'll get all caught up with uh, Stabbing Westward. No, TV. they were not on TV. Do I have to go out there and ask them? They're going to come in here. We'll ask them. Let's go. All right. You got a call? Yeah. Oh, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Chris. Yes, sir. You're 21. Yes, sir. What's going on? Well, the first problem is Dr. Drew. Yeah. My girlfriend, she's on She's on birth control. Mm -hmm. And 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 she, she, she she's about four days late for a period. Mm -hmm. And we gave her a pregnant, and she took a pregnancy test, an EPT one, you mm -hmm. know, three minute job, mm -hmm. and and she tested negative for that. So mm -hmm. we're wondering, you know, could there be any problems with her? What, or? what pill is she on? Um, I'm not sure. It, it was she took a really light dose at first. Right. Sometimes really, people will miss their period. Right. Or have very, very she light would period. go for like two weeks straight. Then she'd be like two months off. Then right. they put her on this, this one. Right. Well, it and, sounds and, like she's still having irregularities from the pill. I mean, her she's not late for her period. She may actually be skipping it. Okay, so, so so that's normal. I I would definitely get another pregnancy test in two okay. weeks just to be sure. But she it, has, she also has lower right quadrant pain. Mm, boy, you know? she yeah. I was maybe even thinking ectopic pregnancy. Well, that's certainly you worry about that. But n now if she starts to have bleeding, you're even more worried about Hold an ectopic on, who, pregnancy. Hold on, who is this? C. Everett Coop? No, no, he's he's he's. How do you know so much? I'm well read. <laughs> Wow. That's very good. Uh, I I think for sure she's got to call the doctor that's prescribing the pill. Let him be responsible for how this gets worked up. Okay. And go forward from there. Okay. But your your thinking is exactly accurate. Hey, okay. how accurate are those home pregnancy They're tests? They're pretty darn good. Ninety nine point nine percent laboratory use. Boy, this Chris. He's like, what do you do for a living, Chris? I'm, I'm a student right now. Student. I said yeah. Goodwill Hunting last night. I think I'm talking to the same guy. He's uh he's no, not. No. He's I no, that wasn't me. You're not a junior college student. No, sir. No. Nope. No, I could tell that. Big Ten. Oh, really? Yes, sir. What schools are in the Big Ten? Uh, Michigan. Michigan State, Michigan, State, Michigan Iowa. Mm. Um, Iowa or Ohio State. Right. Wisconsin. Yeah. Illinois, Iowa. Yeah, Illinois. Iowa. What school you go to? Michigan State. All right, go Spartans. Hell yeah. Yeah. See, I know them Spartans. Well, he didn't ask his question yet. What? That was just his little preamble. Oh, was it? Uh, Chris, what's the question? Okay. The other question. Uh, the other question is me and my me, me and my girlfriend. We haven't been going out or seeing each other for I don't know since since December '94. Okay. At least a long time, and and sh we, we've just been talking recently, you know, you know about spending, you know, the rest of our lives together, you know, because we're we're so happy together. But but she, I'm her first, and she's my first of everything, mm -mm. and and she's 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 really worried that she wants to make sure I'm the right one, mm. and so 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 she just wants to be seeing me right now and see other people too, Oof. you know, and that's a big kick in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, oh. And and she she tells me every single day I hear that she you know she loves me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Th those sorts of arrangements, I don't think, are workable. No, never yeah, do don't. work. I really don't. I think um, I think you got to call it off for a while. 
and uh, have it as a plan to get back together, but it's very risky. But I think it's the only, it's the, either you stay together or you stay apart. That's right. it. The, the in-between part, that will ruin the relationship ultimately. God, imagine how bitter and angry you'll be if you ever do marry her after going through a few years of hell like this. Oh, it's happened before. No, this, uh, yeah. And i got to tell you, it's a little suspect, too, the way she's behaving. Very suspect. Chris, yeah. this may be it. What's that? This may be the end of this one. Yeah, this, uh, that's what I'm fearing, but... But this happened before, but the only reason this just really starts to happen is, is because of her, her, her parents. What's wrong with her parents? Oh, her mom. Ooh, she, she's just something else. I mean, she's been, like, caged her whole life, and now she's finally away at college. Mm -hmm. and her mom's still writing her about talking to me. Because her mom hates me for, for no reason other than just to hate me. Hmm. Mm. That makes it difficult. Everything's sounding a little suspicious. I know. Usually people don't listen to their parents when they're really into someone. Well, well I mean, or she... she her, her her mom has ruled, ruled her entire life. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, so but, but people like that. If, if her mom had uh, her way, she'd be passed around a frat house and explore the uh, lured world of uh, strange penis. <laughs> well, the uh, sentence that's didn't make a whole lot of sense, but made, I think, I think, feel I think it worked. Yeah, it made Chris feel nice. Yeah, well, what is mom's plan? Well, her plan her plan is anybody but me. Then then when it's somebody else, it's anybody but them. All right, why? Um, what, what is she Jewish? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, it's Roman Catholic. It's kind of worse. Well, what are you? I'm I'm more agnostic because I'm right. scientific, you know. All right. Can so, you I'm just uh, get yourself a nice cross and uh, play it up nice when you see I it? I would say, Chris, take a time out here with this one and uh, see what happens. It, it's all highly suspicious, and, boy, you're going to end up resentful and hurt if you don't start taking care of yourself. Mm, it just sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. A little suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Mike. Yeah. You're 18. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, uh, one thing I'd like to say first to uh, Dr. Drew, mm. they missed you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Yes, they were, they're going. I don't know why Ann uh, doesn't have the huevos to say that. Yeah. She's the only person in this building that I didn't hear that from. Yeah, okay. The whole, whole entire show is totally lost without you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Mike, please. My question's about my girlfriend. Uh, we've been going out for six months about, and just, just recently she told me that she was at my friend Brent's house, and we all took off, and she was there, and I guess she did something with his snake. Uh, she told me that she stuck the tail of the snake in, well, I don't know how to say it. Well, she, Has she done weird stuff like this before? Huh? Has she done weird stuff like this before? Um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing she ever told me was that she, like, masturbated, and that, you know, that, that was, I thought was normal. Mm-hmm. And this, this is just crazy. You I sure she wasn't just trying to freak you out? Um, I don't know. She's pretty weird. I, I would expect it. She's pretty weird? Yeah, she's... She's had lots of problems before. What? Um, with her dad, basically. What happened? What did he do? Um, well, she, uh, I think they... They left... He left her, like, when she was, like, six. What did he do before he left? Any idea? Um, just basically, I think it had some physical abuse, and I didn't... She didn't tell me any kind of sexual abuse. All right, so what? what would you like from us? Well... What I mean, people I do, do very. You know, I, is, this, I, is this healthy? This is well, normal. Not for the snake. Yeah, not for the snake. Good thing this guy didn't have an iguana. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's BS, Drew? Yeah. Who's BSing, Mike or his girlfriend or the snake? Mike. 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 Yeah, Mike. We think you're full of ass. Really? Yeah. That's what she told me. Well, if if indeed she is that uh, disturbed. 
as you say, she was sexually abused, physically abused, and abandoned by dad, which is you sort of alluded to. Is kind of that, that's why I take issue with your call. You sort of were kind of unclear about all that material. Uh, then this is somebody uh, who it's going to be very difficult to establish any kind of sustained relationship. And if she's doing these bizarre sorts of behaviors, I, I, I mean, you're not going to be able to change that. If it, you, it's plus, uh, no, no uh, young girl puts a snake in her crotch. Does anybody do that? I've never heard of that. Well, what I'm saying is, is the snake is alive. It's a pet snake. She's not going to reach in a, the scene. You know, she's not Alice Cooper. She's probably scared of the snake. Well, I, how would, I don't even see how I, I, I don't even see how I could accomplish that with a speculum. You know, even if I coiled the snake up and used a speculum, and I, yeah, I still don't see how it would happen. Even if the snake got a running start, that's right. what you're saying, right? Yeah, you try to take the snake's uh, tail and put it up there. The snake turns around and bites you right on the uh, labia. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I'm going with bogus, Scott. You're 15. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, um, I was wondering the differences, like the, the dangers between using shrooms and pot. Well, what specifically are you wondering? Um, well, I was just thinking about doing shrooms, and I just wondering. Well, mushrooms are fairly potent hallucinogenics, and hallucinogenics in general seem to cause potential of brain damage. How much you have to use to get that damage is uncertain. Uh, mushrooms being a relatively weak hallucinogenic, say, relative to acid. We haven't seen, yeah. I have not seen a lot of literature yeah. documenting Hold what on it does. But some stuff right. just came out last month that no. showed right frontal lobe brain shrinkage in males, uh, middle adolescent males uh, who use acid and marijuana. But again, the uh, right frontal lobe of the brain is the sort of parking lot of the brain. Yeah, it's, it's the not part, really it's part used where you're, much. except mathematics and memory and uh, personality and motivation. Oh, except okay. for that. It's yeah, so it gets you through a class in school. After that, you shut it right off. Scott, mm -hmm. I'm going to correct the doctor here and say, as a man who's uh, tried about everything, that uh, mushrooms can uh, knock you on your ass uh, just like acid can. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's not that mild. It can be. Yeah, it Sometimes you, uh, you don't take that much or whatever, and, and you know it's it's kind of like uh, getting stoned. But uh, when it when it kicks in to full effect, it's uh, it's just as much as uh, acid. And then in, uh, we see chronic mood disturbances. It can upset your your ability to maintain your mood. Get chronically depressed. Yeah. Uh, marijuana. The main thing with marijuana is understanding that it's addictive. And if if somebody becomes addictive, it has lots of consequences. If somebody's using it occasionally. It tends to be about the same as alcohol. What do you do? Smoke pot now? Yeah. Every day? Um, Most days? A couple times a week. Okay. That's five times a week. If your age, though, see, anything under the age of 16, your brain is still developing. It is very sensitive to effects from these drugs. Uh, really, it is, it is profound how much it can abort your personality growth, your ability to cope, and your, your intellectual development. Look at it this way, Scott. It's like... Your brain, up until you're maybe 18, is like a uh, car that just got a fresh coat of paint. It's still a little, uh, oh, yeah, Soft. this is good. This is good. And maybe when you're three years old, the paint just got sprayed on. And when you're nine, it's starting to get a little bit tacky. But even, uh, don't, don't jump in here, Drew, even if I'm wrong, please. Even at uh, 15, 16, 17, if you take it out around the block and some bird craps on the hood... It's gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna leave a stain. At three, you can always rebuff it out and re, re, repaint it because lots of plasticity there, lots of room to redo things. Oh, really? Yeah. 
It's screwing with my analogy now. But it kind of works. But you wait for the paint to dry. But at 15, you can't do it again. Well, once it. the paint is dry, you can take it around the block. The bird can crap on it. The neighbor can squirt it with its hose. And you can always just go home and uh, hose it down. Now, uh, you, you go too many times around the block. It gets too much bird crap on it. And uh, eventually, it's just going to look like one of those rocks out in the ocean that all the seagulls uh, sit on. But uh, that's my brain analogy. So don't screw with your brain until you get a little bit older. Please. Okay. It really does. It, it, I'm, I mean, it scares me how much uh, people are, the rest of their life, they're going to carry on a damaged instrument. Lisa. Hello. You're 21. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my sister found out today that she has cervical cancer. Mm. And um, the last time that she got a pap smear was four years ago. Mm. How old is she? The, she? How old is she? Uh-huh. She's 18. Uh-huh. And the reason why she had went the last time was because she felt a lump, like, in her stomach. Mm-hmm. And they told her that she had it, but she was she was scared to, like, tell my mom anything about they it. They told her four years ago that she had cervical cancer? Yeah, and but see... Oh, my God. See, she, um... She, she was... They told her that they had to, like, look inside her and put something inside her to see. Yeah. And um, she she was scared because they told her that, you know, her that my mom had to know and stuff like that. And, sure. And so she di- she didn't want to have to tell my mom anything about it, so she just she just let it go. Oh. You know? she, and then oh, and then like and like she just forgot about it, and I didn't even know. She never even told me until today. Wow. And um. Huh. How old was she? how old is she now? She's eighteen. She was fourteen. So she was fourteen when she had her last pap smear. Uh, and the reason why she had a pap smear today was because you know she she wants to get on birth control and everything, and she's, she's don't sexually uh, active. Wait a minute! Don't doctors have to mention uh, cancer? They yeah, don't just pin they, a note to your jacket and send you home, do the, they? The doctor that she had today, the doctor that gave her pap smear today, wasn't her regular doctor, and she had, she was at a different clinic the last time, so they didn't have the records. Mm. And uh, so when she had the pap smear today, and they told her that. The guy said that she saw it, he saw it, you know, that he felt it and stuff, and mm. he was showing her all these pictures, and she's all scared and everything like that, and mm. he didn't tell her much about it because I guess he was just being rude or something like that to her. And um, Okay, I'm going to ask that question again, Drew. Mm. Uh, when you're 14 and you have a form of cancer, don't they have to make a phone call? Mm-mm. They can't, they just uh, leave it up to you? They go home and tell your folks? It's a that's an interesting question. Uh, if the fourteen year old says uh, you can't tell anybody, you can't. That's, how, that's, how, that's how screwed up our system is. About cancer? About anything? But the fourteen year old didn't say that, did she? I I, I would still. She didn't want my mom to know. See, I would still follow and follow and follow because and follow she, until she told somebody. Yeah, um, and I mean, too, I didn't. Too even devastating. Know too devastating a problem. All right. I, I still can't quite figure out why the physician who discovered cancer in a 14-year-old didn't, didn't, follow didn't make it their business. Didn't, to follow up. To follow up. To find some way to get, get at her is the question. Well, and, and as a matter of fact, like, um, hey, it's been a month. Where is that person? Yeah, right. That's the point. But, okay. again, you're in a clinic, and that, that whoever was doing the workup probably was gone a week later. It's, it's That's healthcare. Great. All right. Um, well, I, I I guess ultimately it's it's not their job to well, uh, but this is a get dis- health. This uh, is a disaster. It is. Yeah. And uh, people, uh, for other people listening, uh, it's just another case in point. Women get cervical cancer. It's uh, If you have warts or certain types of the wart or herpes, you're more likely to get it. If you start having sex at a young age, if you have multiple partners, you're more likely to get it. And it is Why? a common illness in young women. Wait a minute. Maybe the multiple partner thing is just because you have a higher risk of getting the warts or herpes, and then that gives you a higher risk 
of getting cervical cancer. That is one theory. Oh, of course. What is it? Just being worked? That's not. That's not going to give you cancer. But there maybe there are other factors we just haven't isolated yet. No, I think women who have been with more partners yes, are well in more in in a yeah, higher risk area. Sure. All right, so just one or the other, Drew. And my daughter wanted me to be sure I showed you this, by the way. Oh, oh, she got herself a pin from uh, Flying United. Yeah, great. I think well, the girl's got a crush on me. Lisa, All right, so what should Lisa... Lisa's going to... Okay. Um, yeah. What I wanted to know is, like, is it, like, incurable now, or... No, there are treatments, but it depends how far it's gone. But, I mean, it's already been four years. Uh, it's it's huge. It's it's a mess. But uh, there are treatments, and if, if she's lucky, they will be sufficient. Can she have kids? Oh, Lisa, you shouldn't be asking me these questions. I mean, because, you know, these are the kinds of questions that... Hang on a second. Don't hang up on her. I'm not hanging up on her. Well, don't get your finger anywhere her. near her, because I need to interact with her for a second. But I was putting her on hold. No, she can hear you. No. Lisa, the deal is, this This is all information you need to be able to sit with, uh, with a physician or a nurse or somebody who's going to be taking care of her. You can sit and ask and ask and ask and ask these questions until you're satisfied. You're hearing it all, and you know what's going on. Okay. It's a very serious situation. And uh, fertility may be sacrificed in order to uh, successfully treat this thing, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Be there for her. Now, Drew, you didn't have to make me seem like a big asshole, like I was going to hang up on her. I, I, I Listen, I, I feel like I now, th this, this is where the, this show has, I have a problem with this show. It's like she needs, I'll, I'll get on the phone with her. All right. She needs to talk to her. I wasn't hanging up on her. I was just putting her on hold. She can All hear right. everything All you're right. saying. All right. All right. Okay. So happy back. I still can't figure out why a, why a doctor does not follow up on a 14-year-old. Maybe it was uh, just some clinic, a nurse practitioner or something, and there's, you know, they, oh. they have no obligation. Oh, right. I, I mean, oh. I, think, I think they have an obligation. You think they have an obligation, but I'm not sure that it's a formal obligation. But you know they sized up the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen, I agree with you. Okay. Okay. All I agree right. with you. All right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not you, but it's your tribe. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame you personally, system. but I blame the it's people. The, it's the system. Well, you're part of that system. That's all I'm saying. All right, so you talked to her off the air? Yeah. Okay, you want to sell another call? and then? Um, mm -hmm. No, don't sell a call because Stabbing Westward will be in here. here right? This one's for you. Fine. Uh, while giving herself a breast exam, stuff came out. Oh, that uh, pinata breast syndrome. All right, Drew, talk to Lisa off the air. Yeah. Uh, we'll get uh, Stabbing Last caller because her serious uh, her sister has a real serious condition and um, he just wants to talk to her. He is, isn't he? Yeah, it's not as bulky or anything. No, okay, Drew. <laughs> All right, Drew, you want to come on in here? Okay, and talk a little more. Stabbing Westward is here. Jim Walter and uh, Christopher and they were on the TV show. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I told Drew you weren't on the TV show. How quickly they forget. Uh, I, I know, but Drew thought you were, so uh, only one of us is an a-hole. Um, I remember you guys from the radio show, but I don't remember you from the TV show. When did you do the TV show? Yeah, we just uh, came out here to L.A. to start doing the uh, last this new record last January, and I think it was pretty soon after we got January, here. January, February. Yeah, Something pretty like early last year. Uh, January, February last year. Yeah. yeah. So it's been over a year since you are on the TV? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm well that explains hook. everything. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Short-term memory. Yeah. I was in rehab just a few months after that, so <laughs> everything before that is just a blur. Um, Darkest Days is the name of the CD. You guys are uh, were telling me you're going out on tour May 8th, mm -hmm. and uh, you're just crisscrossing uh, this uh, United States of ours. We're starting in beautiful Lawrence, Kansas. 
Is it Lawrence? Actually, Wichita. Wichita. Oh, Wichita. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we're just doing the Midwest and then doing some dates on the East Coast. And then about the beginning of June, we're hooking up with God Lives Underwater and doing a month and a half or so with them. And you guys are from Chicago, right? Yeah, but right. we moved out to L.A. Um, a year ago. We've been living out here now. Where Where do you live in L.A.? I live in uh, the hills above Sunset, like Sunset Plaza. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, a band must be doing good. Uh, actually, I live, <laughs> under, uh, I live under a guy's garage. He has a garage hanging out over the cliff. Still, that's, that's still 1500 a month. No, 500 bucks. No, you don't. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, but it's the size of this room. It's the size of a two-car garage. No. All right, the band's not doing that good, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that is the, the best area in this uh, town. It's beautiful. Is up above Sunset, where all the uh, bird streets are, like a blue jay or blue bird yeah. or a mockingbird. Or I, I live, like, is. just down the street from Ice-T. Oh, yeah, all the celebrities. Uh, except for he has a compound, and you have one of those uh, Sears uh, gardening sheds, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> But uh, Wither, Blister, Burn, and Peel, which was the last CD, right? Yeah, and we found an ointment, and it... it Healed it right up. And that went gold, right? Yeah, it did. All right, you got to move into a bigger, a bigger room. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? You, you, you think? Right. Uh, all right. How's this album doing? It came out uh, three, two and a half, three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's doing, doing all right. It's doing very well, it's doing great. surprisingly. And you guys, all right. Let, let me. Uh, well, give me, give me the history of the band. You guys have been around for a while, right? Yeah, Walter and I formed the band uh, in high school, which was around. 83, 84. Mm-hmm. God, really? You're that old? Yeah, 33. Boy. And, uh, <laughs> I'm 33, too, though, and you look younger. Doesn't he look a lot younger than I do, Drew? A lot. I'm shorter. All right, shut Drew's mic off. That's <laughs> enough out of him. And uh, we just we just tooled around Chicago, played shows, played shows, played shows, opened for Pumpkins, did all that stuff, and mm-hmm. got a record deal in what, like, 90? Yeah, it's like 91, 92. We finally decided, let's get serious. And is this the uh, third or fourth? Third. Okay. But the next one will be the fourth? Yeah. So I am right. All right. <laughs> Drew? Yeah. You all right? Oh, turn Drew's mic uh, back on again. Thanks. You all right? Yeah. Okay, turn it off now. Anyone go to the calls? Okay. You really have the power to turn his mic on and off? Oh, yeah. I'm God. Lindy. Yeah? You're 17. Yep. What's going on? Um, I, this question is actually for Dr. Drew. Or you? Too bad I, oh, I can talk to you. All right. <laughs> um, I was giving myself a self breast exam, um, and like you're supposed to squeeze the nipple and everything. And when I did, this yellowish discharge came out, and I was wondering if that was normal or should I go to the doctor or what? Just on one side? Yeah, just on my right breast. I, I think you ought to get it checked out just to be sure. Uh, certain hormone changes can cause that. Are you on any medications? Um, yeah. What do you want? I'm on Prozac. Okay, well, that can do it. Really? Yes. It can? Yeah, it might just be. Because it's never done this before. And, yeah, uh, but it may doing it now. I, again, I would have it checked out because sometimes these uh, psychiatric medications can cause a pituitary tumor to become symptomatic. So okay. It's, it's something worth checking out, all right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. What do you mean a pituitary tumor? Well, there's little tumors that can secrete prolactin that produces breast milk in women and sometimes men. So is that milk? And, uh, or is that milk, like, yeah, basically. Oh, okay. And, uh, so don't freak out if suddenly you get like a, you know, a handful of that or something. Mm, well, I mean, something's happened. I mean, if it's not, the me- if it's a medication, then she should expect it to continue. But someone needs to check her prolactin level, make sure her thyroid function is normal. In other words, sometimes the medication can just make a problem that's sort of, sort of coming up m- more obvious. Right. 
All right, and why do they question you? You guess she was on some kind of medication. Right. And then they try to talk you out of it. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, hey, I suddenly found this milk coming out of my nipple. Uh, you on Prozac? Yeah. Well, that's probably it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm no doctor, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Morgan. Hello? You're 16. Um, 15. All righty. It's okay, though. Um, I just had a question about... Um, Every time I get in a relationship or close to a relationship, like with a guy, <clears throat> I end up stop, stopping to liking him, and I just kind of mess it up for myself because, like, it seems like once I actually get him to pay attention to me, I, I don't, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, I think I've dated you. Yeah, <laughs> never, a lot. never more in two dates though. Well, do you want to know why you do that? Yeah, and, like, kind of how I can make it stop, because I, I just end up hurting a lot of people and myself, and I, I really, it's just really uncomfortable, like, permanently, like, I'm always just, I, I haven't found a good relationship. Are you good looking? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with you. What? Guys think you're good looking? I, I, I don't know. You know, please. <laughs> Spend three hours a day in front of the mirror primping. You know you're good looking, right? Good. Yeah. All right. Rather than approaching every relationship like it's a, a game or a challenge. Well, um, I, I'm always hoping it'll be, you know, like a long one or some, uh, one that matters. But yeah, but you're, you're interested in guys that aren't interested in you, right? Kind of, because it's, it's just like I, I want to get them to like me, and then once I do, it's like, then you're over it and you want to go on to the next thing. Yeah. And you look at it as That's a little game. You look at it as a little pathetic, right? Yeah, I, and I know what's going to happen, and I can't... It's I like, can't where in your past did, did this uh, sort of quality in your relationships get set up? Um, where did you get hurt? I, 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 don't, I don't remember ever getting, like, really badly hurt. I'm, Adam, you ask the questions. Where's your dad? There you go. I think he's here. My parents are together. Yeah, uh -huh. Does he work a lot? What? Does he work a lot? Is he away from kinda, home a lot? Kind of, kind of. Yeah. He doesn't pay a lot of attention to you? Uh, Medium. Medium. Medium attention. Not, not what you need. Right. You'd like a little more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. All right. That's the, this is what the relationship is. You just you just sort of project it onto these uh, poor guys in the tenth grade. Oh, you've broken many a man. <laughs> that's all right. Oh. oh. Okay. All right. So you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, but is there any way? Is this going to stop soon or what? Not if you don't stop it. Yeah, just b before you get involved with someone, just really, really question what your motives are, and and do you really, are you really attracted to this person, or are you just, is it just the next thing to do to keep you occupied? I mean, really, you know, make sure that it's something you want, and then pursue it wholeheartedly. I I, I think she's damned to do this for a little while longer, but the fact that she knows she is doing it suggest that she won't be doing it uh, for as long as... Uh, hell, I talk to women, they're like 28, 29. They're Still doing, doing it. Absolutely. I was talking to a girl uh, the other day, very, very attractive, and she said... Um, she said... Um, she's telling me about some guy she went out on two or three dates with, and uh, she must be 30, 31, and the guy sort of told her after the third or fourth date, hey, I'm really into you. Uh, this is something I'm really enjoying. And she said, 
God, that was so... And she said, can you believe how pathetic? <laughs> and I thought, oh, man. Only this, attracted to people who aren't attracted this to This poor son of a bitch. It, because the problem is, is guys, l women constantly complain that they want a guy who can speak about his feelings, who's uh, not scared to open up, who's not scared to share. Uh, but you pick the wrong woman to try that with, and she's going to hand you uh, your nuts in a gym bag. Right. You learn never to do that again. That's right. Drew, you, want, you have a story you want to tell us? No, but I mean, huh? that's, why, that's why guys, that's why so few guys do that. Right. They're, they're shut down. That's right. That's right. Blame the ladies. Michael. Hello? You're 20. I have a question. Uh oh. Um, lately, um, when I'm having sex with my girlfriend, I tend to have my orgasm right when she's on the tip of having hers. No pun intended. How old are you, Michael? 20. When was your birthday? Um, the 25th of June. What year? 77. Mm-hmm. And, um,. So right before she's about to fake her orgasm, you have yours? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a great uh, police interrogator, wouldn't I? <laughs> so, so what's your question? How do you not have your orgasm early, or how well, do you continue? Do you know, stop Baseball. Yeah, well, there's, there's a bunch of things. You can, you can change your mental focus as you're, you know, it, it seems like as she gets more aroused, that causes you to become more aroused beyond the point that you can control it. So while you're arousing her, don't don't let that become infectious. Don't don't focus on wow, I'm really getting this chick off and it's really making me horny. Kind of like you know, think about your grandma standing in the middle of like Yankee Stadium on the pitcher's mound, smeared in peanut butter with a you know swarm of bees around her, and maybe that'll calm you down. A little and that wouldn't make you come. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even get through the peanut butter before. <laughs> no. no, I think about my grandmother in Vietnam. That's a good one. But, you know, you know, the thing I was just thinking about that's so ironic, we get these calls a lot, a lot of guys uh, going, a uh, gun going off a little faster than they'd like. And so you tell them, listen, you got to focus on other things. And it's so ironic that... Guys uh, are at a funeral and they're thinking about getting laid. Oh yeah. Guys are taking a math final. They're thinking about trim. Guys are uh, in in the middle of a, uh, a volleyball game. They're thinking about screwing. But when they're screwing, they're supposed to, to think about something else. Oh, yeah, you can never think about it. It's the worst thing ever. Oh, you're, I, you're bullet from the chamber theory too. Okay, I'll have another question. Adam, uh, Michael. Yes. Can you remove a bullet from the chamber uh, so that the gun doesn't go off as quickly? Um, I can try. Do you know what he means by that? Try that about a half hour before you go into battle. Okay. The yeah, other thing is, Michael, um, no idea what, I'm talking about. what you need to do is you just need to have sex more often. If you're having sex three or four times a day, <laughs> then you can focus in on the mastery as opposed to if you're having it once a month, you're going to come you know, very quickly. Okay. You can quote me on that. And also, uh, what was that again? The, and also, there there are things you can do once you've actually gotten off to continue, you know. That's right. You you can also actually develop a, a foreplay. You know, your health teacher's been talking about it for years to you, but you obviously didn't listen. Maybe if you go and spend a quality amount of time uh, getting her into the experience, you know, licking the nipples, biting the nipples, moving down, spending some quality time on cunnilingus, <laughs> getting her off Jerry's, once uh, or twice, taking her to the moon. <laughs> yes. You work her over, and then all of a sudden, you know, your job's done, and you can get back to business, which is, you know, coming at your leisurely pace. And you'll be way into it. <laughs> Less than leisurely. Hey, uh, uh, 
Jim, do you have kids? Uh, no, but I do have a beautiful wife. Yeah. Oh, you do. you got to have some kids. You can really sit down and talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> really gross them out about sex. Oh, you know. When your mother I mean, and I, I, I don't, don't mind talking to the neighbor's kids. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, but I bet the neighbor's mine. Uh, All right. Uh, we're going to go to break. What, what I'll do, so I don't forget about the lady, is I'll, um, I keep a uh, vibrator in the refrigerator so that after I orgasm and I open the fridge, I, oh, hey, yeah, all right, and I grab it and I go back in. It's just kind of a... Kind of a reminder, like some people put notes on the on the bathroom mirror. Have you ever tried one of those ice vibrators? You fill it up with water, and then it totally, obviously not. No, <laughs> but what I'll That's do is a great. It's a great thing. Try, check it out. I'm gonna try it. I, I fill it with Gatorade in case I need a nip during the festivities when I start running low on uh, on uh, electrolytes. All right, we're going to break. We're all gonna uh, we're all gonna take a shower so we can get clean, and we'll be back. Hi, this is Tony Bennett, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Excuse me. And I heard all those commercials feeding, leading in. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. And Drew just got back from a big uh, drug symposium in the Big Apple and uh, had to do a little uh, morning television junket. You just sat in one studio, and they satellited right. uh, you out. All over the place. How many shows do you think you did? 30, 40. Did you say the same thing over and over? And over? Basically. Man, that's my day. Yeah, Drew's got one rap. That's about it. One but trick pony. You do like uh, you do like press interviews. and um, It was that kind of thing, yeah. You know, you, you get yeah. like six in a row, and it's like six hours of interviews, and they all ask exactly the same yeah. questions. By the fifth so interview, you're making stuff up. My point, Adam, was why the hell don't we just print out the interview and yeah. let them read it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, because it would change. <laughs> it would change. Hey, uh, are we in sweeps, by the way? Not Radio? we, but in TV? Hell if I know. I think so. I think I'm that's what Merlin Mike represents. Says, yeah. Okay, so. This is how long? Two weeks? I don't know. How long is sweeps, Mike? Yeah, Rachel and Ross got back together. This must, must be I, must I, be sweeps. I, yeah. I uh, did a bunch. We did all the Jenny Jones things. I did play. All those things are airing this in the next couple of weeks. Why yeah. do they save you for sweeps? Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Politically incorrect, saving it for sweeps. Oh, they're not saving you for sweeps. Yeah, they, they, Al Sharpton must have been on the show. No, it's because of Woody Harrelson was on. Oh, okay. All right, so they're not saving you. You just happened no, to be on when right, Woody Harrelson right, right, right. was on. But Jenny Jones, that's me too, right? Right. Did they air your Jenny Jones show, the one you did without me? Yes. So that means the ones with you are going to air now. We did two whole hours of Jenny Jones. And uh, we're on about an hour and a half sleep, and I, I have no recollection of that. Yeah, I was Wait, which one's Jenny Jones? She is the blonde one. She's from Chicago. Yeah. She's in Chicago. They all are, though, aren't they? Well, she's right in the Jerry Springer building, right? NBC. Springer, Oprah, Donahue. Donahue is no more. But, I mean, he was from, he was the original. Why are they all out in Chicago? I don't know. Mm. Chicago's a great city. That's where all the, the center of the trailer courts. They say it's good audiences, they say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, otherwise you'd have to fly all the trailer people from the Midwest to like the coasts and that would just be too expensive you didn't notice that yeah it was a good awning except for the uh, uh the, the guy in the yellow the big black guy was scaring me the whole time threatening me the <laughs> truck driver dressed in the bright yellow <laughs> he would Make, kill you i was making fun of his outfit and it was like the first thing i did and then for the next hour this guy was just uh wanting to kill me I mean, he was big he drove a truck he was black and he was dressed like a pimp <laughs> of course i was scared but i didn't break did i drove no no Stabbing Westward is here tonight. We're going to hear something off of Darkest Days. Uh, we don't know what we're going to hear after this question. Yeah. Okay. That's a new CD, by the way. Sue? Hey. You're 19. What's going on? 
Um, I first I just want to tell Christopher that he is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> you haven't seen Doctor Drew. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Doctor Drew? Oh please. Uh, on the TV. Hang yeah. on just a second. You know I have this uh, a trainer, and uh, she looks like a Barbie doll plus two. She's like totally beautiful, and she just went on and on and on <sighs> today about how hot Doctor Drew. Is. Oh, nice oh, oh, Hook me up with Doctor Drew. Me. Oh, Doctor Drew. Adam hates it. Uh, this is the only thing I like about that. I'm sorry. You guys, how much Adam hates it. Turn, turn, <laughs> turn your heads uh, 180 degrees and take a look at that. Now it says, uh, "I love you, Doctor Drew." That's Tyra, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks <laughs> digs Doctor Drew. She was <laughs> in here last week, I think. Wow. I she sat where you're sitting Which and seat? and I said I think she sat in the uh, Walter seat. All right, you're a lucky yeah. Man. You may want to give that a whiff before you head out, smoke a cigarette in the next break. And I said to her point blank, I looked her right in the eye and I said, Tyra, I've heard that you have a crush on Doctor Drew. Is this true or or not? And she said, Yes, absolutely, <laughs> I do. I said, Would you go out with him uh, tonight? Yeah, yeah. I would if he weren't married, and that, and that oh. since I was, it was oh. not even in the room. Your realm wife of should understand. No, she should be flattered. She should be flattered that you had sex with her, not no, just flattered that no, she no, wanted such a bastard. She wanted to go out with you. You are such a bastard. <laughs> All right, but you know what? N Natasha Henstridge likes me. She was in that week too. True? Am I right? Uh, uh, shocking. This is huge. So why? Why true. haven't you gone out with her? Uh, I got a girlfriend, and she she's she'd pregnant. Kill me. Natasha oh, Natasha! Right. Yeah, uh, no, she—that was a year ago too. She's 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 out of her Adam phase. It, 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 she like hiccuped and it was gone. But she she admitted that he had, there was a window of opportunity that slammed shut. Oh, right on the right on the nads. <laughs> go. So, All right, but, you so. know when Tyra when 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 Natasha Henstridge says she'd go out on a date with you, that means anyone. That means you could get anyone. That's my logic. Anyone who's that moment didn't she just think about your girlfriend? No, he, did, he, he Adam just wanted to put, place himself on the on the feeding scale on on the uh, yeah. The, the, what, what do they call evolutionary it? chain? Well, yeah, the food chain. I think that you know when you're in like junior high and the hottest chick in junior high would go out with you, that always meant you could get the like the top five, right? You didn't just bounce down to the middle or the bottom. You'd get someone up around the top five or the top ten. So if Natasha Henstridge would go out with you, you could go out with just about anybody who's worse looking than she is, and that's just about anybody, right? All right. Okay. So that's my so, logic. So, so, Sue, thank you for triggering Except me. for Tyra. Tyra right there. What's up? Um, yeah, I saw you on the Sex Pistols reunion tour, and that was an absolutely wonderful show. And uh, I was just wondering uh, when it's going to be the next show that you're going to do somewhere around the L.A. area. Uh... Hmm. June. <laughs> are, so, are we yeah. playing here in June? Well, hopefully. Yeah, June, sometime. sometime between June and middle July. It's really weird. It's like uh, in the rest of the country, we are um, pretty pretty big. It's like we're getting you know, tons of radio play and you know lots of stuff. But in L.A., it seems to be sort of a, a void. little black hole for stabbing westward. Not, not a lot of activity going on here. Isn't it weird how that happens with certain groups in certain pockets uh, of the country? What's weird is we chose to move here. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that we could be nobody, so we could be well, anonymous. That's why you can shop. You can yeah. shop and go about your day in I peace. Have, I have no problem walking into the mall. <laughs> that's right. You get the same abuse everyone else does. All right. Well, we're going to do our part to uh, put um, stabbing westward on the map here in Los Angeles, and this one is save yourself.
be save yourself off of darkest day it is love lines having westward is here drew is here in the flesh uh, this is uh, adam carolla and we will be back in 10 seconds this is love line on radio station 98 kupd tempe phoenix It is love line. Actually, it's, uh, I guess, 15 seconds. It's 14, 13. Yeah. Christopher was counting us down. <laughs> Mike told me once it was 14, 15, but I just kept it at 10. You know, that's good radio, Drew. Is it? You tell people 14 seconds, they uh, go off. Uh, they might t- tune off. Huh? Take a dump, uh, uh, make a uh, make a beer run, but you tell them 10 seconds, they're glued. Uh, they could do that holding their breath. Stabbing Westward is here. Darkest Days is the name of the latest CD. Came out uh, a couple of weeks back, and Drew is here from New York, and it's back to the phones we go. Daniel. Yeah. You're 17. Yeah. What's going on? Well, my girlfriend a while back had her clip pierced, and after a couple of weeks decided she didn't like it, and now when I give her oral sex, it, she she doesn't feel the same thing that she used to. She said it doesn't do as much for her. I was wondering if the piercing may have... How long is a while back? About two months. How old is she? Uh, 18. And she really equates the change with the piercing. Well, that's what we wanted to know. Well, I mean, she's telling you that, right? She's saying. Well, yeah, that. she's saying it's not doing the same thing for her that it used to. All right, let me ask you this, Daniel. Was it... Is it as good as it was before she got the piercing, or has the piercing caused some damage? Apparently, it's caused some damage because it's she's not, as not good as reacting before. the same way. How was it when the piercing was in? It was great. When the piercing was in? Yeah. yeah she said it was fine then. But and uh, why'd she take it out? Uh, why? She said she just didn't like it anymore. It was bothering her. Well, I'll tell you, if I, I don't even have a clit, but I, I don't have a clit, do I, Drew? No. No. Hope not. Yeah, I got like a two and a half inch one, I think. If If I got... Uh, my penis pierced. Uh, I don't care how uncomfortable it was. I would wear that thing just from the pain of actually getting it done. Daniel you know smokes I mean? pot every day too, by the way. Daniel, yeah, you smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> no, actually, I'm on drug test. I can't do that no more. You had been doing that for have a while. Been. Yeah. How do you get on drug test? Well, you're arrested, and they just decide to give them to you. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, uh, well, uh, has anything else changed in the relationship? No, not that I know. Of. Well, then obviously it's that uh, that what what was done to her. I don't know what would have happened necessarily. Well, when I, I had my well, the, pierce, the piercing wouldn't have done it. No, oh, I'm saying it did. Oh, okay. I had I had my navel pierced for a while, and uh, it it kind of ripped out, and uh, now there's like a, a big chunk scar. of scar tissue underneath it that's kind of like the size of a big ball bearing, and if she's got scar tissue sitting on her clit, that can well, definitely do something. It, it's it's hard to say for, with certainty that it's what it's doing it because you know women can even have their clitoris removed and still have sexual function. Really? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's women that have these female mutilations. Certain countries do that. Some of those, one of those procedures actually take off the clitoris; they right. remove it. Those women still have orgasm. Wow! So it's you know it's hard to say that it's necessarily going to stay this way. Maybe it's just that it's healing right now. I, I don't know what's going on, but it's clear based on the history that it, things were okay. She had the thing in; she took it out. Things weren't okay. <coughs> Here's what a suggestion: if if she liked it when she had the steel in, but it made her uncomfortable. Maybe since she's taken the steel out of her clitoris, you could get your tongue pierced, and then it would still be steel on flesh, and she might like that better. You know, that there's a certain retarded logic to that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but that's genius. Except we've never heard that the tongue piercing really does much of anything. I Jerry can't imagine what it would do. Everyone says it does, but I... Except I, the receiving partners. Yeah, I yeah. can't it's imagine. It's always the guys with the piercings. That's yeah, like the why, not, why not just beat me with a ball-peen hammer? Hey, uh, Daniel? Yeah. Um... I think you're just going to have to work this one out because I don't know what she can do about it. There, there, there isn't any kind of medication or anything she can have done to it. No. In case there's any long-term damage. No. Not that I'm aware of. No. All right. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Yeah. Poor guy. He's <laughs> on drug test. That's rough. This Why? has got to be weird. I don't know. I, I was just thinking about it, and I think it's funny that somebody sort of monitors you. you. You know what I mean? It's just a strange concept. I understand uh, why it's necessary and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of uh, ironic that you... I mean, we don't think much of it, but uh, imagine explaining this to um, cultures uh, of yore. Basically, uh, some guy, uh, some husky guy with big hairy forearms comes by the house once a week. You pee in a cup, and then he decides, uh, based on the urine, uh, whether you're in trouble or not. It's kind of these bizarre. Have, these have voluntary sobriety. These have to be observed urines, too. <clears throat> oh, they do? Yeah, yeah that's a good... Going with a cup of someone else's pee. Mm-hmm. That's the good part. The voluntary sobriety is, you know, cool, but forced sobriety, is that's kind of rough. I, I sort of agree, but on, on the other hand, this guy's 17. He's probably uh, smoked enough uh, weed, uh, probably smoked uh, more weed than uh, the whalers uh, that, did that, in the uh, uh, mid-70s. I mean, that just doesn't solve a problem. No, but you know what? I, and I'm sort of with you on all, you know, I sort of believe everything, you know, should just be legal and everyone should just uh, be left uh, left to guide themselves and all that kind of stuff. On the other hand, I have uh, a friend, he just had a baby, he just got married, he's uh, working, he's got a good job, and everything's great. And the guy was strung out like a madman on crack uh, about a year ago and was going back and forth with it. And if someone didn't grab him and toss him in jail, he'd be dead and he would have taken someone with him uh, by now. And because he got plopping and screaming. But on the other hand, the guy's off crack. The other thing, under the age 18, people can really hurt themselves with these substances, and it's very hard to establish sobriety before that age. So just to keep them contained for a while that's true. can really do yeah, a lot for but them. But come on, let's, let's call a spade a spade, and I think it's so hypocritical that 
you have all these politicians, a lot of them alcoholics. I mean, I don't have to name the name Kennedy, do I? But uh, you, you've got all these politicians who are trying to keep these kids off of, let's say, marijuana, and they're alcoholics. Right. Okay, so why don't we focus in on what the real problem of America is, which is... Television? Alco <laughs> alcoholism, and do something about that. As opposed well, all, to all addictions, on all addictions, about 85% of addictions are underpinned by alcoholism. So yeah. it's, it's all basically alcoholism. I, I mean, just, okay. the whole legalized. So you have alcohol, right? Yeah. So we've already tried prohibition. There's no. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay. So if everything is underpinned by alcohol. Not by alcohol, by alcoholism, which, right. is, which is but, the biology. Which right, is correct. So correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. If you don't have alcohol, you aren't going to have alcoholism. No, you're born with alcoholism, and you just come exactly. in contact. You just come in contact with cocaine first, and so you become a cocaine addict. You never touch alcohol, and so it's just it's just a biological thing. The point the point is, it's all the same biology. It doesn't matter which drug you come in contact with. I, I so it does it to 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 start discussing. We should have one or the other. It just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, what we know about the medicine. and, and sometimes okay, it, so it's basically you're saying you got to treat the disease. Right, right. right. That's and what I was not, saying. It's don't, not the substance. It's not the substance. What, what okay. I was saying right. before was don't just don't force people to not smoke pot because that's not going to solve the problem of them craving pot. And as soon as you stop taking the drug test, they're going to immediately go back to it. I think there mm -hmm. should be some sort of counseling involved mm -hmm. sure. to like encourage people not to do sure. it. Sure. And and to answer Jim to just. The whole legalized marijuana uh, argument of, well, alcohol is legal, so therefore it's hypocritical to make pot illegal, that, you know, one does not justify the other. Alcohol. Uh, although, I'll tell you what, I, I spent a half hour with Woody Harrelson and Bill Maher on this one, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the one thing that... that you I, toked out with those guys? I, uh, <laughs> they probably would have if I'd come backstage with them, but uh, uh, what, yeah. what, uh, what was clear, though, was, uh, and we all agreed, that the, the go doesn't the government have better things to do? Definitely. Uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, especially yeah. with the weed. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I I've seen how people act on crack, and I see that uh, it sometimes it turns uh, people who aren't even violent, violent, and people aren't criminals into criminals and all that kind of stuff. But uh, weed, please, I think the government should be distributing this stuff. Uh, Keep people at home. Dude, I've seen some stupid people on pot. I have, too, but they're, they're being stupid to themselves, usually. They're uh, they're lighting the wrong end of the cigarette. They're pissing into the potted plant. I like those people. They stay home. They're paranoid. And they, and, and they just watch TV. Clears up the freeways. Chris. Yeah? You're 14? Yeah. Um. My mom, she's doing crank, and um, I wanted to know... I need to confront her, but I don't know how. Mm. How do you know she's doing crank? Because um, I found it once in the bathroom. Where's Dad? He's... I can't tell him because he's always starting to hit her and stuff. And then if he does, I'll have to fight him, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, do you know it was crank? Yeah, because he told me. I told him, and that that's what started it all. Uh huh. Well, did he get mad at you when you told him? No, and then I um, found it a couple weeks ago in her car. And um, is this your uh, real dad and your real mom? No, my stepdad. Mm-hmm. My real dad killed himself. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Was he doing drugs, too? Yeah, he was doing heroin yeah. and cocaine and yeah. uh -huh. all that. What's, what's your stepdad do? Drive a truck? No, he um, works at a wood company. Oh, really? Yeah. I like wood. Um, 
And he doesn't do drugs? He does pot. Mm hmm. And I also want to know is um, pot and crank mixed bad too? Mm, sure, but it's, it's a typical mix, though. I mean, crank it will it be the... Yeah. It's better to just smoke uh, pot than it is to smoke pot and crank, though. Well, right? what happens is the, the marijuana addiction creates a depression, and, pe and the, the speed will reverse some of that, so people get strung out on speed and have to try to deal with how they're feeling from the marijuana. I, I, I usually... The, the common most common circumstance of, of amphetamine addiction today is related to marijuana dependency. Okay. In other words, people smoke pot for 10 years, start getting depressed, 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 try smoking more pot, it doesn't work, doesn't work. They get exposed to speed. That makes them feel better. That's where they go. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, we could solve that with just more cable stations, or at least uh, uh, right, keep, Chris, it, keep it off for five I, years. You really can't do much to change these circumstances for these people. Yeah, you, but you I need think to, I should confront her. Well, now. I don't know what that's going to accomplish. If you want to let her know how her behavior makes you feel, I think that may have some influence. That, that's the approach I would take. Just let her know how this reality makes you feel, how this behavior affects you. Beyond that, you need to take care of yourself. That's you what I was going to say. Go to Alateen, uh, call the Department of Social Services maybe, uh, get a counselor at school. I mean, you stay with your friends. Do you uh, have brothers or sisters? I have a younger brother. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself because you can't change her addiction. And, and just look, look at your future and look at what they're doing and don't. You know, don't become that. Just you know, really fight to like you know, get 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 on with your life in a way that you're not going to be messed up. So, if you um, try to align yourself with your stepdad, you think he's going to get violent? I don't know, because I mean, we have gotten into a fist fight before, and I don't really want it to happen again. That, by that's telling enough him. of a possibility there. That okay, to violence, yes. All right, Chris, you, you have to ride out the next uh, three or four years uh, using your buddies as support. And, and, Sad uh, and, but true. And get whatever and, resources available. Go to Alateen, okay? How do you find the number for Alateen? Just call AA or Alateen in the phone book. Info line in your local, uh, whatever local market you're in. This is usually something called info line. Or just call AA or call it. There, there's national numbers for AA, local numbers for AA, and they can give you a local Alateen All referral. Right. All right, Chris? Yeah, thanks. All right, do that, but don't get in the middle of this because it could get dangerous. All right. All right. I think Department of Social Services, I'll be contacted. Oh, yes, and, and the younger brother. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, it's just uh, the, the one thing that really depresses me about this show, besides um, just being on radio, you know, because that's kind of a disgrace, <laughs> is is uh, hearing the kids uh, with the parents that are worse than they are. I mean, uh, the parents are kids. The parents need parenting. And it's always, uh, I, I knew that there was going to be a younger brother or a younger sister floating around this uh, environment. They just uh, suck it up like big sponges, and then they turn 17, 18, and they're uh, unleashed on society. Now, we got some uh, male who's been uh, living around an abusive stepfather, has a dad who's killed himself, a mom that's been strung out on drugs. Now he's 18, and uh, you run into this guy when you're leaving the 7-Eleven about 2 a.m., and that's when you get shot. And I, I blame the parents, ultimately, and I wish uh, we could start holding these people accountable because, in my opinion, uh, this guy's mom is uh, to blame for just about anything this kid does before his 20th birthday. Yeah, but who's, who's to blame for her? 
That's a good question. It has to stop somewhere. Yeah. I mean, so really... Right. I mean, we get we get so much fan mail exactly like that. Well, it's it's the same with these, uh, you know, pedophiles uh, and these molesters. It's like, uh, on one hand, uh, there's some 25-year-old guy, and he's feeling up five-year-olds, and you want to have the guy drawn and quartered. On the other hand, this poor son of a bitch got felt up on his uh, grandpa's farm 20 years ago, right. and he's just uh, on autopilot at this point. But we have to start somewhere. Right. And I think we just start new. <laughs> we just, uh. Just, I uh, just, you know, Chris, just learn <clears throat> from what you see and just swear you'll never be that. And just walk mm -hmm. away from it. Vaughn. Yes. You're 23. Uh, this is his wife. He went to work. No. Oh. I had this fantasy when I was driving home from work a few weeks ago about pulling like a massive Jonestown where I convinced the entire planet to kill themselves uh, simultaneously, and then we would just sort of start new, except for I would fake it, and I would be the only one left. You and Natasha. Me and Natasha <laughs> Henstridge. <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? Everyone would fake it, and we'd all just be pissed off. Exactly. Vaughn? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, you're Vaughn's... Uh... I'm Vaughn's wife. Oh, okay. He has to leave for work. I understand. <laughs> well, she's been on hold for an hour. Or he's been on hold for an hour. Yeah. Um, I'm a month and a half pregnant, and we're into the BDSM lifestyle. And I want to know how much damage it can do internally and if we have to watch out for the baby. What do you think? The BDSM? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 he BDs your, your assy? <laughs> oh, yes. Is that what that is? Yes. Um, yes Why do you have to ask us that question? Well, what do you mean? If someone help us with somebody BDSM. Over here. Somebody socked you in the stomach, could it hurt my baby? Well, he's not socking her in the stomach. He's oh, putting on the cat, you know, with the hood and the cat of nine tails. He's beating her ass a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the BD stand for? Uh, bondage discipline. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because we, we were up on the S&M, but the BD kind of thing. You know, it's going to be ironic about this family. Uh, she's into the discipline. Meanwhile, the kid's probably got himself a, uh, he's going to be four, he's going to have a pistol, and he's going to be in the living room with a fifth of scotch. Well, he, well, well, Papa's disciplining Mom in the next room. Right. Somehow, yeah. I don't think that'll happen. All right. So, what do you? What? What kind of? Uh, wh who does what to who? Uh, he'll take a flogger to me on the back, or his hand on my bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem bad. How How big is that flogger? Is that like a riding crop? Uh, no, a riding crop's different. A flogger is like it has several strips of flogger. I mean, wait a minute. I thought a flogger was the title of the guy who did the flogging. <laughs> no, that actually can be master or dominatrix. Yeah. You know what one of the flogger's parents is? Mother flogger. <laughs> what? Thank you. What is the make of the flogger? Hey, there's some kind leather, of leather strip. Some kind of bondage no, no, convention actual, I could work. The actual maker of it. What brand of flogger do you use? Flog you. Um, we actually buy it from somebody who makes them on his own. Flogs are us. <laughs> Flog hut. <laughs> That'd be a good local commercial. We are flogs. Hi, I'm Bob the Sadist. <laughs> Welcome to Bob Flog Hut. <laughs> we got deals on demos. <laughs> oh, we got a deal. We're moving, we're moving. Come on down to Bob's Flogging Hut. Annie, come here, bend over. Let me show you how this one works. Oh, boy. Oh, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> oh, you're turning her on, Adam. Be right, careful. So, do, you, do you do anything to him? No. You just squeal? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know you what? Since you're pregnant, I say for the next nine months, we just kind of turn the tables for a little while, see how Vaughn likes to get his ass whooped. 
Yeah, maybe you beat him for a while. That could be fun. No, I, I actually have. Like it. I have a solution for you. Maybe he'll learn to like it. Yeah. What is uh, what is your solution? Okay. Here's then? here's the solution. Get rid of the uh, flogger. Get rid of the uh, cat of nine tails. Ice down the buttocks and let him just spank you in particular areas on the buttocks, which would be no harm to uh, uh, the baby, and it will give you some unbelievably tantalizing pleasure, I guarantee you. Plus, Sounds it's, like you've had some experience with this. Yes, yeah. as a matter of fact, I There's have. nothing wrong with a little rough trade every once in a while. But, you know, it's real humiliating when you get up on the stirrups there and the midwife says, uh, hey, uh, what are all these strap marks across your ass? <laughs> You just explain it to him calmly. All right. Well, now, what is your name again? Don. Oh, Don. Okay, mm -hmm. now, hubby's Von. What's Von do? It's a bad he, sign that he goes to work at this hour. He works graveyard shift at a non-destructive testing plant. Non-destructive? What's a non-destructive testing plant? He x-rays parts for, like, airplanes and machines. Oh, great. Well, we got the uh, engine mounts coming loose because uh, Vaughn is uh, knee-deep in some sort of sexual fantasy involving a, a light beating and didn't get a good look at the uh, metallurgy report. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Listen, don't embarrass. You know, look, my folks would show up my school for open house. I was humiliating, uh, humiliated, and they're not even uh, into the flogging. So d don't let the kid find out anything about it, all right? Oh, no. All right. Just uh, curtail the flogging until uh, he moves out and goes to college. All right? Okay. All right. Somebody spank me. Oh, boy. Oh. I, you know what? <clears throat> I know everyone's welcome to their uh, own sort of uh, sexual uh, proclivities, but um, and to me there always seems to be something a little up with uh, either the guys who like to go in and take a whooping or the girls who uh, like uh, the guy to put the hood on and give them a whooping. No, well, a little, they were always, a little once in a they while. They always whoop themselves when they were kids. You think so? Oh, of course. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Vaughn hung up. I, it, it, I mean, him. overtly, usually. They were really struck with something. To really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? My mom was a big uh, kitchen spoon, spatula, fly swatter, pan. Right. Whatever she could get whatever her hand on. And I don't, you know. Like, You're not into that? Spanked. No, I don't slap people around for fun. Not yet. Nah, no, nah, trust me. Not <laughs> right. with these issues. Drew's cursed you. You'll be well, but, uh, some but, but you've dealt with them in some other way. I would yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, but, but peop some people, it gets... I'm not saying that everybody that gets struck is going to act out this way, but if you were doing that, vast majority were struck. All right. Uh, Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call? Here is... Uh, to Neil, I think that's how that's pronounced. Little sister confided in her that dad had touched her. Should she blow the whistle? All right, that's too heavy. Find a find a lighter one. And will you find one? Went on a trip of virgin, returned pregnant. Doesn't All right, know, that's doesn't, good. doesn't know what happened. All right, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll do that, and then we'll. Uh, Is this a guy caller? That's uh, yeah. No, that's you know. Michael's the name. Michael's the name. All right, we'll uh, talk to Michael, and then we'll figure out uh, what the captain's been doing to Daniel when we come back. Oh. Hello, I'm Simon LeBron. And I'm Warren Cucurulla from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mwah. Just for you. Yeah, you know, this guy seemed kind of fruity, actually, when I when I hear that. I, I hate Simon LeBron, and who's the other guy? Warren, Warren Cucurulla, the uh, guitarist. Who's that? He used to be in uh, Missing Persons, and before that he was in uh, Zappa. Okay. They're nice guys. Warren, particularly, just the nice. nicest yeah. dude in the world. Yeah. But uh, he shows up wearing tight leather pants. He, Leopard Warren, pants, wasn't it? Yeah. One time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warren, 
Warren like does uh, push-ups in his sleep. You know, he works out like six hours a day. Then he shaves his body. Then he goes uh, out to like the south of France and lies on a, in a thong back all day. And then he shows up in a pair of skin tight uh, leopard pants and a long um, like a duster right. with a uh, with a uh, it's like a like a what is like a, a boa like a right. big feather boa and stuff and. Right. Uh, but chicks like him anyway. <laughs> and, and plus, the guy's like 43 and looks like he's 15. Right. And, he, he you know, he drinks he drinks three gallons of water every day, and it really makes you sick. He's really high on life and everything. <laughs> but he's a real nice guy, actually. <laughs> all those uh, all those Imagine Duran how Duran nice guys are you nice. would be if you had all that money and got laid all the time. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> what else is there? I know. Yeah, yeah, just for you. Rich people are so nice. Yeah. Well, Warren Warren happens to be a rich guy who is uh, who is very nice, and and the other um, uh, uh, Simon and, and John and uh, all the other uh, Duran Duran guys are very nice, and you just think they'd be full of themselves, but um, they don't sound like it. Michael. <laughs> hey, Michael. Uh, it's Mikhail. Oh, Mikhail. We were wondering. Whatever. You're 21. Yeah. What? No. So you went on a trip, a virgin, and came back pregnant? Yeah. Okay. Um, where'd you go? I want to I send Drew's daughter there. <laughs> what happened was for my 21st birthday, some friends decided to take me to Vegas. And I'm not a big drinker, mm-hmm. but I had a couple while we were gambling and stuff. And <laughs> I thought we all went up to the room and everything, but... They're saying, no, they didn't go up to the room with me. I know I went up with somebody, but I can't remember what happened. Mm. And I found out today that I'm pregnant, and I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to tell my boyfriend. Oh. Ooh. Did you go with uh. male and female friends? No, they were all women. They were all women? And haven't you asked them what happened? They just say that they don't know they weren't there. Did they see you go up with some guy? I mean, do they have any... They're not talking. They, they've told me, you know, they don't call me now. They won't talk to me. If I call them, you know, they just say, well, I'm busy. I got to go. Well, wait a second. These these girls were good enough friends of yours that you went to, to Vegas you, and with And get them, you loaded right? and uh, cut you loose there. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just <clears> saying... Maybe that was some kind of ambush that was going on. Maybe they were jealous that you're a virgin and they thought you were going to lose this or something, or they were going to they had some kind of plan. But the point is, is you knew these women well enough to pack up and go to Vegas with them, right? Yeah. Well, in, where do you live? I'm in Riverside. So, are these girls you've known for many years? Yeah, I went to elementary, junior high, and high school with them, and now we're all going to the same college. So they're like your best friends, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why wouldn't they talk to you? I don't know. I don't know if I did something that... There's, there's something wrong with this story. I mean, yeah. you guys all close your eyes and picture yeah. your best friends you know what you've it sounds known like since, since elementary school. It, it sounds to me like they they thought it would be really cool if you went to Vegas, got drunk, and got laid, and now they're freaking out because it went horribly wrong and they don't want to take responsibility for it. Yeah, but well, why wouldn't they talk to you? Why wouldn't they try to support her, help her? Why, why because her? they're responsible. And yeah, but yeah, there's, something, there's something up here. How many girls was it? Um, me and four others. And is there one of them that you're real good friends with more than the others? No. Um, see, our relationships, I was like friends with 
I was a friend with one of the girls when I was in, you know, elementary school, and then one of her friends became my friends as we got older and stuff like that. And I just I've come to know them over the years. Okay. Do do you uh, uh, a couple of questions? A, we should call one of these girls and find out what's up. Don't you think that's a good idea? I've been trying to. Uh, we should do that tonight. All right. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And then beyond that, you need to get yourself checked out medically and make a decision about what you're going to do with this pregnancy. Well, how did you find out you're pregnant? Because for I didn't know anything had happened, and I had missed my period for a month, and I had been told that sometimes stress can do that to you. So sure. the second month when I missed it, I decided to go to my doctor to see if there was something wrong with me. And he said, have you had sex? And I said, no. And they had taken blood. And he said, well, you're pregnant. Well, uh, is it possible that your boyfriend got you pregnant? I haven't had sex with him. Yeah, but is it possible that, um, I don't know, you tripped over his hamper or something? I mean, some some contact, something like that? No. No? No. You, you've never even gotten anywhere close with him? We've never. I mean, mostly done his kiss. He, we've never had oral sex or anything like that. How long have you been going with him? Oh... Almost two years now. Oh, boy. And and he's going to go nuts, right? I'm afraid. Okay. Well, let's just let's just re retrace this for a second because uh, this is this is bizarre. Did your doctor do a pelvic exam right then? Yeah, I, I had a whole pap smear. All right, good. All right, so everything's all right there. Yeah. And um, you don't you, remember anything? You didn't find like a $5 chip in your underwear. <laughs> okay. All right, no, no more bad jokes. Uh, I uh, was, I've narrowed it down to one of two people. It's either um, uh, Siegfried or Roy. No. Uh, you, you're at a casino and you're drinking, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're getting pretty drunk. Well, not really drunk. See, I I don't drink a whole lot. Right. We heard that, but really drunk is required. Really drunk is required to have a blackout. Do you think somebody I, drugged you? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much it takes to get me drunk. All right. I okay. You don't. You, you don't blacked out. You blacked out. So that's really drunk. Okay. If you don't remember anything, then you are really. All right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just mean you went out celebrating his 21st uh, birthday and you had a few cocktails. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the last thing you remember? Do you remember heading to the room? I, I, I remember going up to the room with a few people, but I, I see it in my head as these girls. All right, so maybe there's a couple of guys there. I, maybe. I right. don't know. You know what this feels like? And none of your friends are virgins, are they? I don't think so. You don't know? I. It's not something I discuss with people. They didn't know you were a virgin? I don't think they did, though. Really? Well, that, that ruins my plan. How do your best mm. friends not know you're a virgin? I just sex something I talk about with people. I mean, I see. There's I don't something go out and talk about it. Something missing. In this there's story. something missing here because you say you were best friends with um, some no, of I'm these girls. We were best friends. I'm saying I've known them, and we all go to college. We all go to the same. College. Right, but you went to the same grade school, the same junior high, the same high school. Now you're at the same college, and you know them well enough that you went to Vegas to celebrate your 21st birthday with them, right? Yeah. But yet, you don't know if, if they're virgins, and they don't know that you were a virgin. I don't know if they knew. Okay. My my theory, my hypothesis was that girls can be uh, pretty catty and pretty cruel sometimes, 
and maybe they decided you shouldn't be a virgin because there's nothing that women hate more than having a virgin around them. It makes them feel like hoes. <laughs> Even if they've only been with one guy, they still feel like a hoe. And they thought, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll go to Vegas, and wouldn't it be funny if we got you really loaded and then just invited a couple of guys up and then scooted out of the room and let them have their way with you. Now they could have realized this was a horrible idea. They could feel real bad about it. They could be in a panic. And this is why they're not talking to you. But it seems like they would have had to show some vindictive side before this, that they would have had to given, been given you a razzing about being a virgin. I, or, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, you're 21 years old, and you're a virgin? Yeah. Can I ask why? Just because I don't believe in having sex before marriage. Is there... Uh, I was born and raised, you know, a strict Catholic. Hmm. Just... All right. So... That's why we don't believe you. Uh, 21. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, she's born and he's being facetious. <coughs> okay. Yeah, went away. Uh, 21. All right. And it, when you call these girls, what do they say? They just tell me that they're real busy and they don't have time to talk. And if I see them, they walk away from me. They just, they turn away. Mm -hmm. Let's call them. All right, we need to talk to them. Do you agree, Mikhail? What? We need to speak to them. Wouldn't you say? I don't want to. What I want to know is how do I tell my boyfriend? That's well, I, I don't know. I, are you are you going to keep the child? Yes. You are? Yes. But how, how do you know? Uh, you don't even know... Um, you know who 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 the father is. That doesn't matter. It's my responsibility to take care of this child. It is. Yes. She's Catholic. Uh, oh yeah. Um. Well, uh, oh boy, this is this is uh, quite a dilemma. All right, I would uh, listen. If I were the Pope, I'd give you a um, what? You know when the Pope uh, 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 talks oh, to the royalty and they give them that exoneration thing where they, they let them get married again? I'd give you a buy on this pregnancy. A pass. Yeah, I give you a pass. Have I you, don't know what the Pope does for these things. Have, have you considered adoption? No, it's my responsibility. Why? Uh, why? No, it's, no, it's why? Your, well, there's something yeah. going on here it's, with it's your, I know. It's your responsibility to see the pregnancy through, but not to... Uh, According to your faith. Right, but not to raise the child. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of amazing people who can't have children that would do a great job raising the child and wouldn't have the sort of negative feelings towards it that you may have given the circumstances. When you say you were a virgin, you never had any kind of sexual contact with anybody? No, none at all. Uh, mm, where's your dad? My dad's married to my mom. Mm -hmm. And where's uh, where are they? They live in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything's fine over there? Yeah. No problems? Where are you? What? She's calling from You're Riverside. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, just come out to go to college? No, they moved up to Oregon. I see. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing, uh, nothing weird ever happened to you uh, growing up? No. No uh, sexual abuse, nothing like that? No. Nothing strange? No. Nothing we need to know about? No. Okay. All right, we're going to put you on hold, Mikhail. We'll get, uh, give us one of those girls' phone numbers. We'll call them up, and we'll get to the bottom of it. Yep, we got to do Wouldn't it. What would you say? i got to get some answers here. i got to find out what's going on. That, no, you're not understanding. I, that's not what I want to do right now. Well, listen. I think about that right well, uh, now. Until, what do you got to tell your boyfriend? You got to tell him the truth. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, we're going to find out what what you're going to tell him by, based on what happened. You were a victim. 
the, we we should talk. Well, to we these know friends. there was a violent rape, and we don't know. We don't know what happened. Here. I mean, if you were drugged by a stranger or by your friends, and then basically had sex against your will, that's rape, and that's that's far from being something you should feel. Guilty Doesn't even have for. to be against your will. All you got to do is uh, all you have to do is be, be drunk, and it's yeah. rape. Although well, I mean, in, if, in, in Nevada, if, <laughs> if you're 21 Nevada, years old so. and, and a virgin, and someone has sex with you because you're passed out, whether you're awake or not, that's still against your will. Uh, Mikhail. Okay. Just uh, calm yourself. We're going to uh, call one of these women, and we'll get to the bottom of this and find out what's going on. Okay? All right, now, uh, let me ask you one more thing before we do this. Um, what do you remember next? The, the next morning you woke up? Yeah, I was in the bedroom. They One, uh, one of the girls was in the shower, and when she got out, I asked where everybody was, and she said they're downstairs, and... She just got dressed and left, and I. Was she acting? Was she acting strangely then? Mm, now that I think about it, yeah, you know, kind of, yes. Yeah, and were they all acting strangely from that point on? Yeah, they were. They were in a real big hurry to leave. Okay. All what, right. What was your state of dress when you woke up? I was wearing my t-shirt. You weren't wearing pants of any sort. No, because when I go to bed, all I wear is a t-shirt. Okay, uh, Mikhail. What? We're going to put you on hold. We're going to get one of those <laughs> phone numbers, and then we'll figure this out, okay? All right. All right, hang on. All right, we'll be back. Hi, this is AJ from the Verve Pipe, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and that sexy Dr. Drew. Carolla. Oh, I like those Verve Pipeian guys. This is Carolla. Shut up. Hey, uh, this uh, Harvey Danger is going to be in here Monday. I like this song. Sounds like a bad 80s uh, hair band rock song. But very clever lyrics. Very clever. Much, much more clever than Cherry Pie or some crap like that. Uh, I don't know. She's my Cherry <laughs> Pie. <laughs> I don't know. I never had the sound up when they were in that video. But it was the uh, sound down and pants down as well. <laughs> Stabbing Westward is uh, here. Mode. <laughs> Penis Alamode, ladies. <laughs> All right, uh, let's just try to finish off with uh, the very confused Mikhail. Mikhail's 21 for her 21st birthday. She went to Vegas with girls who she says she's known since um, the grade school, and she, but then said she wasn't that good of friends with them, but yet she's known them for 15 years, and then uh, she got drunk, and she has a boyfriend, and she's a virgin, but she's pregnant, and some guy had sex with her in the hotel room allegedly and now none of the four or five girls who took her are talking to her and there's something up with mikhail she's a little nutty and drew and i have talked to many many people and we know when someone is nuts it doesn't mean that whatever they're claiming didn't happen to them it doesn't make them a liar it just makes them nuts and it makes us question them a little bit mikhail yes okay now, why won't you give us any of the numbers of these girls so that we can verify the story and speak to them and try to get to the bottom of this? I'm just scared. Scared of what? I don't know how I'm going to deal with them. Right, but you need to deal with them because there's a potential crime that went down here, right? Yes. But I'm, I'm not ready. You're not ready to deal with them, but maybe they have an answer. Maybe they're not aware of something. Maybe uh, the girls and a, and a guy came up, and maybe they went downstairs gambling, and they have no idea what went on. 
How is it that you're not ready to deal with them, but you're ready to tell your problem to 60 radio stations and your, in America? And, and the boyfriend. You have to do uh, it. You know, everyone who's, like, listening to the radio right now now knows your problem. It could be any of those That's girls. That's a good point, Christopher. I don't know. I'm just... All right. It's a lot to deal with. Right. We feel sorry for you, but we're also a little angry at you that you're not really being helpful with us or for us or by us or something. All right, Mikhail. First of all, uh, you need support, right? Do you have any friends? Yes. Real friends? Yes. Can you tell them about this? Can I? Can you tell them about this? Yes. Okay, you need to start talking to people about this. I suggest you tell some close friends before you tell your boyfriend so you've got some support built up. I think you need to tell your boyfriend the truth. If indeed it went down the way you're telling us, it has nothing to do with you. You were a victim. You didn't ask for this, right? Hey, where were these uh, other close friends when you were in Vegas? What other close friends? The, the one, other friends I have? Yes, yeah. the ones that you could They talk. were home. They, they didn't go. So you went to Vegas with the ones you didn't know that well? No, I'm not saying I didn't know them that well. I'm saying they aren't my best friends. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I know them. I've known them all my life. You've got to start talking to your best friends and uh, and get some support together, and then you've got to begin dealing with this. And if you're going to see this pregnancy through, uh, you're going to need a lot of support. Okay, and I suggest that you report this as a crime. Who do I report it to? Police. Start with the local police, and, and uh, I, I'm I'm certain nothing can be done about it, but. Uh, what about immaculate conception, Drew? But that, you know, I, I would also have the pregnancy test retested re to be sure that, in fact, that's the case. Did, did uh, you feel anything in the morning? Did you feel any sense of having had sex, any discomfort, anything that would have indicated that your virginity was gone, any rawness, anything? No. I just I felt sick, but I just figured that's from drinking. Is your, was your, is your boyfriend a virgin? Yes. Okay. You're going to need to begin dealing with this. I, I don't understand why you're... I mean, the police are going to be the ones contacting your girlfriends next because they're going to have to figure out what happened here. I mean, you have no idea. For all we know, they're the criminals. I mean, we don't know what went down. I don't understand what it is you need to be prepared to deal with with these people who know... It's not like you're going to inform them of something. You're just going back to them and asking them what happened. Do you want to know what happened? They already know what happened. I, do, and, and I don't want to know what happened. All right, right. Mikhail, we don't have we don't have any more time for you. We'd like to help, but you're not you're not really helping us. So we're going to have to let you go. Okay. But do build that support and uh, and tell your boyfriend the truth. You have nothing to be guilty about. All right. Okay. All right. Good luck. All right, there's something up with her. It's a little nutty. I mean, the fact that she's not sure that she wants to know what happens means she may be aware of what happens and just does not want to. Yeah, there's some sort of religious guilt, and um, I, I, I don't know if her boyfriend's very religious and she's real religious. I might play the um, immaculate conception. It's yeah. hard. Physical question, Doctor Drew. Mm. Do, do you think you could actually be a virgin, have sex for the first time, probably rather long, rough sex with you know one or and maybe multiple, and not know about it in the morning? I anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's all possible. Thumbs up. It's just all, all of it. Just, uh, it just not. Yeah, but I mean, if if you had sex and the person ejaculated inside you and you stood up and a bunch of like semen poured yeah, out of nothing, you, you think you might notice this? Nothing in the is fitting together in this story. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
Christopher? Thank you. Yeah, I got to whack off later. <laughs> about, about, about 25 Sorry minutes. Sorry about that right? visual. I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, you think you would stand I mean, up I, and go, hey, what's it, this oozing out of even, me? I, I mean, in my thinking, I was wondering if she is a... I think she know, has a split personality or something. She's dissociative. That's right, that what I think. Thing. Yeah. I think she's like uh, Sybil Light. Jimmy. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me read your question here. Is it normal for a boy his age to not get erections regularly? No. No. Drew? Nope. Are you on medication? No. How often is it not regularly? Um, oh. Once in a while when I get them, I do, but once in, once in a different while, I won't get them. Oh, uh -huh. okay. All right. <laughs> I just said, I've had enough of our uh, listeners not being all that. <laughs> Thanks for calling. I, we, we the hell did that mean? I swear to God, if we did this show in Nicaragua, we'd be able to communicate better with our listeners. <laughs> once in a while, he gets them when he gets them, and then when he doesn't get them, he doesn't get them. But well, that's only I, once I in think a while. the problem is when he gets them, he doesn't wash them. You know, that's the key. Uh, Keep it clean. All right, Drew, uh, what do you do when you don't get erections? I would need to know what how not he's is not. Uh, the poor guy was on hold for seventy minutes. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. All right. How often are you having erections? Um, like once in a while when I'm in school, I get them. But like Jimmy, um, yeah. Adam's got his finger poised over Ooh, your over it's just over hovering. Over. How often? Um, like like one once like. Once every other hour, I get one, but okay, that's, that's, that's plenty. That's normal. That's plenty. He wants to know why he's taking an hour off. Did yeah. you just want like non-stop erection? Lose the feeling in your fingers and toes after a while. Walk man. around a lightheaded. Ouch, Kaz. Get an extra yeah. quart of blood and inject it into you. Kaz, you're uh, 16. Uh, question for the band. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I just want to say you know I really like Stem and Westward. I have all your albums and stuff, and I saw you like two years ago, and you guys rock. Um, but I read in an article that, like, you weren't really happy with Ungod. No, that's not true. It comes and goes. I think we've said that in the past. Every time we do a new record, we hate the one before. Oh. Now that we've done a third record, we like the first one, hate the second one. Oh, well, yeah, Ungod's tight, and also is a wither, blister, burn, pill. But, yeah, I think you guys really, you know, you're, you're, you're a lot better now than you were on Ungod. That's, that's the goal in life, to improve. Yeah, um, and I also want to know... Um, are you going to be back in the Bay Area anytime soon? I hope so. All right, cool. You got the new CD? Yeah. Oh, good. You like it? Yeah. Good. I'm trying to learn every song on it. Cool. Good man. You play the tuba, though, right? <laughs> tuba and harmonica. Tuba and cello. The, the butt tuba. All right, let me, uh, oh, man, no, no, this you know what? person's no, no. been on hold for 170 minutes. But you know, minutes, you know like, we, get, we can get these, uh, we need, Oops. wait, 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 stop, uh, stop, stop, stop. We, we can get them back tomorrow night. I mean, right, these are, on. these are, these, we can't handle these in one second. Uh, oh, come on. Boyfriend that. told her she was to blame for her rape. Oh, yeah. She's an idiot, dump him. All right. Hey, Candy? Candy? Yeah. Why'd you leave this poor rape victim on hold for 117 minutes, Drew? Uh, I, I blame you. I Candy, there a couple times, we're gonna by we're gonna talk to you tomorrow night, okay? And we'll take you we'll take you first. It's part of the healing process. We'll take Same you. Tennille and Mike, we'll get them tomorrow. We'll night. take Tennille and Mike too. Yeah. Okay. We'll take Tennille, Mike, and Candy. Uh, one, two, and three. All right, uh, Sherry, Lisa, Lisa, just uh, nod your head there. Great. Okay, we'll be back. Hi, this is Dan, Dustin, and Steve from the Cherry Pop and Daddies. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. I like those Cherry Pop and Daddies. I can swing dance. I can. I can pop a cherry. 
Stabbing Westward, Darkest Days is the name of the CD. Were you in Vegas the other day? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was. But I had a good night on the slots, unlike her. <laughs> you, you did say slots, didn't you? Sure did. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, thank you guys very much for Thanks going for having out there. Us. We do appreciate it, and we'll uh, make it a hell of a lot sooner than a year and a half uh, next time. All right. Until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Love Line. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. But they might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Love Line is Ann Wilkins. Love Line is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Arg. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. Bye. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. 98 KUPD. Arizona's